Hi, this is Lori Denning, and this is my podcast, The 20 Minute Scriptorian, where we follow the Come Follow Me curriculum. I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, and while this is an official, I am a believer in the gospel of Jesus Christ. A little bit scholarly, a little bit inspirational, this podcast will attempt to help us become better disciples of Christ. Join me, Scriptorians. headed into section one of the Doctrine and Covenants. So last time we did a little bit of all about, we kind of looked at the context and the history. And while that was pretty exciting, I'm even more excited to jump into actual section one. So this may not be quite as long as we did last time. And I know I just said we were only going to do a couple each um, month, one and maybe one podcast in the first and one in the third, just for my time constraints. However, we <laughs> didn't get to get to some of this stuff, so I just wanted to continue on our discussion because it is so exciting. So Doctrine and Covenants 1. So let's do a couple of things today when we jump into Section 1. It's the Lord's Preface, so I want to talk to you about when it was received and how it was received. I think that is an absolutely fascinating story. And then we'll jump into it, it itself, into the scriptures themselves. All right? All right. So I mentioned in the last podcast, and you're probably familiar with the, the church a document called Revelations in Context has a little picture of the Kirtland Temple in kind of a woodcut drawing, and it's called The Stories Behind the Sections of the Doctrine and Covenants. And you can get this online uh, for free. Uh, I actually ordered a printed copy just so I could write in it and make notes. Um, but the church did an amazing job and put together this, this really great background of how and what was happening during the time of each of the sections. Since the uh, Doctrine and Covenants isn't exactly chronological, and it doesn't really tell you what was going on too much. In the header, you get a little information, but it tells you a little bit more. It's really super helpful. So in your study, I would go online and grab it from the church website, Revelations and Context. And this is a little bit of what we learned from Doctrine and Covenants um, 1. Now, it's in this section right in the middle because it's uh, William McClellan, whose name we kind of have an in infamy these days and as, as an apostate, if you will talk about him later. But but he had some questions, and one of his questions uh, was revealed in this section, um, or at least the Lord also spoke to him. But he tells a little bit about what was happening. So there was this two-day conference. So this, uh, this is in 1831, um, and there's a, a two-day conference that, that the, the elders are having, and, and William McClellan was just set apart as a high priest, and then there are a number of of uh, other brethren there, Joseph, he calls Joseph the seer, and also Oliver Cowdery, John Whitmer, Sidney Rigdon, and uh, many other elders. And so McClellan was ordained as a high priest, and then he heard Joseph, Joseph Smith Jr., speak about the powers and the duties of that office. And so there, there were these two-day conferences. So you're going to get a lot from section Doctrine and Covenant section 65 and 66 uh, is when they really see some of these revelations. But also, they were talking uh, in this day, this is on October 30th, October 30th, 1831. And they were saying that, hey, they're going to have, they're deciding, are we going to publish these books or these revelations that Joseph and, and had been receiving? And they decided to, yes, we want to publish these. People want to read these and have them. And so they were talking hours. They were, the group was spending and they were discussing to publish them and and then they decide that, yeah, we're going to publish these. But also, they were going to draft a preface. And so they said, okay, if we're going to you know, put this book together, let's kind of organize it like we do today. 
And so Oliver Cowdery and, and Sidney Rignan were appointed to draft this preface. And originally it was called the Book of Commandments, not Doctrine and Covenants, but the Book of Commandments was the first version. And they presented the preference to the uh, the preface to the conference, and uh, and it said the participants just picked it apart. They picked it to pieces, so they just did not like uh, what what this works. And I find this absolutely fascinating. Think about this: this is a group of the high priests of the church, and they are discussing how to publish a book of scripture, and they aren't holding back. I mean, they they have things they like, things they don't like, and how exactly is that like us today? Now. I know you're saying, Lori, the, the priesthood, they don't fight about things. And no, they don't, they don't fight about things. But I do love that they're people and they're working through things, right? They aren't just sitting there, sunlight glimmering down on their faces, ah, and they're writing it down. No, no, no. These are people working through it, using their, their God-given talents and skills and working through it and then listening to the Spirit about what to do. Oh, I just love, I love how real that is. But they pick apart this first preface to the Book of Commandments, and they didn't like it at all. So then they said, hey, Joseph, the, you know, will you ask the Lord about what to do? And after bowing in prayer with the conference, I'm going to quote this part, Joseph, according to McClellan, quote, dictated by the Spirit, the preface, unquote. Doing so, he, he sat by a window of the room in which the conference was sitting. McClellan, did you catch that? They, they pray about it, and they said, Joseph will maybe ask the Lord. And so he sits by the window, and he basically gets a dictation by the Spirit. Now, last in the last episode, I talked a little bit, or I've mentioned this before, that that's typically not how Scripture comes. It isn't this stenographer of the of God that you you know hear it and you just write it down, but they're they're given through people and the people. Um, or writing about their times, and sometimes it's poetry, and sometimes there are things. In this case, that is not what's happening. This is literally dictated. If you want to know exactly what the Lord said, this is it. These are exactly the Lord Jesus Christ's words. Wow. Wow. And then listen to how this happened, because it's even more fascinating. So it says, McClellan remembered that Joseph would deliver a few sentences to Sidney Rigdon, would write them down, then read them aloud, and if correct, then Joseph would proceed and deliver more. According to McClellan, by this process, the preface, now Doctrine and Covenants 1, was given. Can, just, wow, just, my mind just blows up. That is so cool, right? He's sitting by the window, he, they pray about it, and he just is receiving the, you're watching it happen. The Lord is speaking right to his prophet, and they write a few words, and they read them and got it, read it back, and then keep going. This is the Lord speaking directly to them and to us. Man, if that doesn't make you excited to say what does it say and how does it say it, there is nothing more exciting in Scripture than Doctrine and Covenants 1. Okay, how cool is that? Pretty cool. Okay, so enough geeking out on how cool the Scriptures are, but they are so cool. The other thing that just I just love, love, love about this is the Lord is literally speaking to us. This isn't some supposed thing. This isn't I think I have an inclination or I wonder... This is literally the Lord speaking to his prophet. And for those of us in the in North America, for the most part, this is in our language. This is literally the Lord Jesus Christ speaking to us today. Oh, I just, I'm so grateful. It's just overwhelming. Um, you can just hear, you're going to hear the Lord's voice. Now, I spent some time in section one and I kind of outlined it and I went through some different things and I wanted to just 
point out a few of the things that I picked up. But I encourage you, if you're not excited about section one, oh, there's nothing that could be more exciting than scripture than section one of the Doctrine and Covenants, right? Oh, so cool. All right, let's jump in. Let's find out what's there um, because it is that cool. Okay. So we know, again, this is uh, November 1st, uh, the 30th, it's at, um, at this Conference of the Elders in Hiram, Ohio, which we were just talking about a couple of days, and then the Lord's going to speak. This is him literally giving this uh, information to the thing. Now, the first section, one of the things I like to do, and it's really helped me, and I encourage you to give it a shot if you haven't tried it, and that's really kind of outline it. When, I'm, when I mean that is you take a book or a section, and you kind of, just like you used to do in school, outline it. Say, like, here are the themes, there's this introduction section, and then there's this theme, and then there's another. When we break up scriptures and verses and chapters, it, sometimes you miss some of the flow. Um, we kind of speak in paragraphs and chunks, right? And so while it's great to use verses and things to study, the verses aren't given. Um, those are put in later. So it, it helps me to stop and kind of say there are these sections of it. And you'll see it actually in the, the header. Someone actually gave you a little bit of an outline. And then you can change it. It's it's this isn't the scriptural part, is how it, it how it outlines out. But in verses one through seven, there's kind of a warning. One of the that's this is one of my favorite parts of section as uh, verses one through seven, I'm sorry. Verses one through seven of section one. And then we're going to talk about the apostasy and wickedness and the uh, that are going to come to the second coming. And then Joseph Smith is going to be called to restore the Lord's truths and powers. Uh, that goes through about verse 23. And then through verse 33, the Book of Mormon is brought forth and the true church is established. And then the last few verses, peace will be taken from the earth and search these commandments, the last few. So there are a number of sections, and I think the Lord is wanting us to say, hey, this is what this doctrine comes. This is what this church is about, this establishment of the church, the kingdom of God on the earth. The first seven verses I'm going to read really quickly because they are, they are, I think, they're my favorite part. All right. Hearken. Remember, this is the Lord speaking. I just, I can't do it justice. Okay, sorry. Verses one through seven. Hearken, O ye people of my church, saith the voice of him who dwells on high, and whose eyes are upon all men. Yea, verily I say, hearken, ye people from afar. And ye that are upon the islands of the sea, listen together. For verily the voice of the Lord is unto all men. And there is none to escape, and there is no eye that shall not see, neither ear that shall not hear, neither heart that shall not be penetrated. And the rebellious shall be pierced with much sorrow. For their iniquity shall be spoken upon the housetops, and their secret acts shall be revealed. And the voice of warning shall be unto all people by the mouths of my disciples, whom I have chosen in these last days. And they shall go forth, and none shall stay them, for I, the Lord, hath commanded them, have commanded them. Behold, this is mine authority, and the authority of mine servants, and my preface unto the book of my commandments, which I have given them to publish unto you, O inhabitants of the earth. Wherefore fear and tremble, O ye people, for what I, the Lord, hath decreed had decreed in them shall be fulfilled well that is that's it one through seven i i have so much so many thoughts on these verses um i hope you can hear the power of the lord it remember the lord is yes it's been a few years since the lord has come in the first vision in 1820 so it's 11 years since then but but uh also just the number of, of visitations and and prophecies but 
outside of this very short period of time of about a decade, the heavens have been closed and the Lord hasn't been speaking. I mean, there have been great insights and revelations and things given to, to people throughout time, but, but now he's speaking with his authority to his church, to his people, and you can feel the power of it, of almost just how quiet it was for so many millennia now speaking forth. Did you catch the first word, hearken, hearken? Um, it's a weird word, right? We don't say hearken, um, but but it is uh, a fascinating one that jumped out at t to me this time in my study. There's a famous prayer that's been said for thousands, probably 3,000 years now, um, by uh, the House of Israel, by Jews specifically, and it's called the Shema. And the Shema is the word that means hearken. It literally is the word hear, hear, O Israel. And uh, it's a prayer that's spoken a couple of times a day, virtually every day uh, since then. And here the Lord is almost using that exact same phrase. Uh, I love, he is so consistent. And, and just, it, it just, this one just ripped into me as I read it. It was like, Shema Israel, the Lord thy God, the Lord is one. And, and, and then he goes on to say, you should love him with all your heart, might, mind, and strength. Um, that's part of the Shema. And here it is. He says the same exact thing. He says, hearken, listen, hear. And it's that idea of listening with the, with the intent to obey, the intent to do something about it. It isn't just hearing, right? Hearkening, Shema, hearken. And then it's got this beautiful parallels. Oh, just when the Lord speaks, it's like song, right? It's just so powerful. But he's got these parallels of who he's speaking to. Oh, ye people of my church, right? And then he talks about who he is. But then he says, hearken ye the people from afar, and ye that are upon the islands of the sea, listen together, right? And he's speaking this parallels. And, and man, that, that really struck me this time of how much that is like uh, how he speaks in the Old Testament as well, as well as the Book of Mormon. You see a lot of these parallels where he kind of uh, talks about multiple it sounds repetitive to us, but the Lord seems to use this structure a lot. So he says, my people of the church, but then also hearken ye people from afar and the people that are on the islands of the sea, listen. And the voice of the Lord is upon all men. It's just it's poetry, just powerful. It needs to be a song, right? So the Lord is speaking to whom? So when I read it first, I think, yeah, we speak, yeah I'm speaking to everybody in the church. And then, well, yeah, on the islands of the sea and all that. But he is building it. And you can feel it. Hearken, O ye people of the church. Hearken ye people from afar, and ye that are upon the islands of the sea, listen together, for verily the voice of the Lord is to unto all men, and there is none shall escape. Right? Oh, oh so cool. And then he ends this verse 4, even the voice of warning shall be unto all, all people. You hear this voice and hearkening and listening um, is really powerful here. This isn't just to the members of the church, but this is to all people, all people of all time. The Lord is speaking to us again. And he says who it is. And that's part of verse two. The voice of the Lord is unto all men, and there is none to escape. And there is no eye that shall not see, neither ear that shall not hear, neither heart that shall not be penetrated. Um, again, this just reminded me of the Shema so much that it was listen, you know, um, uh, hear the Lord thy God, the Lord is one. And then it says, they shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, might, mind, and strength. And here he goes through the eye that shall not see, ear that shall not hear and a heart that shall not be penetrated. It's all parts of us. We will see it. We will hear it. We will understand it. And our hearts are our inner being. We will, we will feel the Lord's words. And I 
I definitely feel it. Um, I hope you feel it too. But then he has this interesting little twist, and the rebellious shall be pierced with much sorrow, for their iniquity shall be spoken upon them, the housetops and their secret acts shall be revealed, and the voice of warning shall be unto all people by the mouths of my disciples, whom I have chosen in these last days. And they shall go forth, and none shall stay them, for I, the Lord, have commanded them. So he's saying, boy, there's, you know, this has been, there's a lot of iniquity in the world. There's a lot of evil, and, there, and the Lord is tired of it. And he's also coming forth, and he is going to, it's going to be clear what is true. And that is exciting, that the truth is finally out there. And so this rebellion and this, this uh, all of this, the Lord is finally putting down with, this, with his authority. And he says that, and then the authority of his uh, servants, his disciples. And, and who are the disciples? Well, certainly Joseph and Sidney and those guys back then. But also, they're us. We're the disciples. I love that it didn't say the apostles or something. It said the disciples. I'm a disciple. And so part of my job is to be the mouth, right? And chosen in the last days to spread the Lord's gospel. Oh, so cool. And then he goes on, verse 6, This is mine authority and the authority of mine servants and my preface. This is the Lord's preface. He wrote this himself. Unto the book of my commandments, which I have given unto them to publish it unto you, O inhabitants of the earth. Wherefore, fear and tremble, O you people, for what I, the Lord, have decreed in them shall be fulfilled. Wow, powerful. Um, I could spend the whole time on, on that, and, and maybe we should, but um, there's so much here about him speaking, the authority, the parallels that he puts in here. Also, the idea of fear and tremble. We tend to um, sometimes uh, make... I don't know. Sometimes when I look on social media, it's like the Lord's a comfy blanket that we just hope he wraps his arm around and it's sweet. And he is. And he's tender and he's merciful. And that is a point. But he is the all-powerful God. And there are times when he is in charge and he's making it clear. And fear here is the kind of fear, not scary fear, but the, uh, the kind of fear, the word that we use to kind of say respect and humility before the Lord and tremble. Yeah, yeah, this is the Lord God speaking. And so this, there's no doubt. So that um, cuddly kitten kind of idea is not so much here, but the idea of an all-powerful Lord who is in charge. And so he's saying that uh, when I have decreed these things, they will be fulfilled. One of the most popular scriptures ever quoted in scripture, I know I've mentioned it, is, um, is about the Lord fulfilling his words. And, uh, and we definitely see that the Lord is faithful and he, if he makes a promise, he will keep it. And he is saying, I will keep my promises. Okay. So that's the first section. How powerful is that? Write down your thoughts, uh, share, share what you're feeling and what you're seeing in there and what the spirit is talking to you about those first, first few verses. And we almost run out of time, don't we? Um, I want to talk about one other theme that really struck me this time. And there are so many. So please jot down yours and, and be sure and share yours with your classes and your families and, and, uh, and your journal. But there's an, one of the reasons that we get this Doctrine and Covenants, and the Lord really repeats this over and over in section one. And we just read part of it in verse three, but we're also going to see it in verses 10 and 12. And that is the Lord is indicating that the Doctrine and Covenants is one of the major, one of the major purposes is to prepare the people of the earth for the judgments and the final judgment, right, for the what's coming. Not only the second coming, but when we go to meet the Lord, and maybe that might be a little earlier for some of us, but he is prepare, he's giving us this to prepare. And so he's going to publish these revelations. So in this 
single revelation of section one, the Lord includes a number of, of uh, warnings, um, admonitions, uh, requests, demands, admonitions, a better word. But he basically says, one, that the rebellious shall be pierced with much sorrow, for their iniquity shall be spoken of upon the housetops and their secret acts revealed. That was in verse three. But then also in verse 12, he says, prepare ye, prepare ye for that which is to come for the Lord is nigh. Ah, the Lord's here. And then uh, in verse 10, the Lord shall come to recompense unto every man according to his work and measure to every man according to the measure which he has measured to his fellow man. Uh, that one really struck me. The Lord is coming and he isn't going to hold us to just any old covenants. Yes, yes, all of his commandments are true. But he's also going to say, how did you treat your fellow man? And that's the measuring stick we'll be judged by. Brothers and sisters, as we head into this um, Doctrine and Covenants year, I am so excited to hear the Lord, to listen to him and to hearken and obey his commandments and serve my fellow brothers and sisters. All right, uh, Scriptorians, keep on reading and we'll talk to you in the next few weeks. <laughs>